Our scripture reading will come from John 4, 5 through 42. And since it's a rather long one, I'm uh, letting these fine young people read it uh, broken up a little bit. So as soon as Michael gets up here. So Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of the ground that Jacob had, uh, that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. The Samaritan woman said no to him, or said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give them will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband. You are right in saying I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You will worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit of the truth. For the Father seeks such as these worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, What do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. I have food to eat that you do not know about. Surely no one has brought him something to eat? My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. So this story about the woman at the well really goes hand in hand with the story we heard last week of Nicodemus. They're one right on top of the other, and John pairs them together on purpose because they serve as a complete contrast from one to another. Here in Nicodemus, 
we have a, uh, a prominent named Nicodemus, Jewish uh, man who comes to meet Jesus in the, middle, in the middle of the night, at midnight, in the darkness. In our story today, we have an unnamed Gentile Samaritan, not worse than a Gentile, a Samaritan woman of no uh, uh, of questionable character uh, who is unnamed, who, who we don't know who it is, who comes and meet Jesus at the well. In Nicodemus, uh, Nicodemus never seemed to catch on what Jesus was talking about, seemed completely confused and bumfuzzled as to what Jesus is, is, is speaking of in all of this. In the woman at the well, Jesus reveals himself as Messiah. And so you can see there is a, 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 an incredible contrast here between the encounter that Nicodemus has, which seems to go not very far, and an encounter that Jesus has with this woman at the well that converts a whole town into believers. Amen. What a, what a dynamic example we're given of what not to do and what to do. And here we have this incredible story. And, it, and I wonder how you get from, uh, give me a drink, to this is the Messiah. And I think it begins with this, first of all, with this encounter between Jesus and the woman at the well that starts with Jesus Christ acknowledging her humanity. See, I suspect, first of all, men shouldn't be talking to women at a well in the middle of the day. I can tell you that. That is not good. You know, people who are raised right do not talk to women, particularly Samaritan women at some strange well in the middle of the day. That's just not done. So... Uh, that was that was, he's breaking Jesus is breaking a lot of social mores, which is his specialty anyway. But he's breaking a lot of social mores doing that in the very first place, uh, mainly because first of all, Samaritans and Jews just did not get along. They were fighting over. See if this sounds familiar. They were two religious bodies fighting over who was right about who God is. Does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> so, nothing new under the sun here. So, two groups of people fighting over who God is and, and which one had the right take on things. So, they didn't like to talk to each other. And uh, second of all, men and women really shouldn't be chatting without some kind of supervision. Third of all, there's some things that are strange about the situation. There were, there were two times of day that women went to fetch water. And of course, it was women who went and fetched water. I won't even get started on that. But <laughs> the women lugging the water from the well back to their home, they do it in the morning when it's nice and cool. And they do it in a group just to avoid this exact same kind of situation. Who, what, maybe there's some strange man there that we don't want you messing around with. So they come in a group in the morning, and then they do it again in the, in the early evening when it starts to cool down. You never do it in the heat of the day. So something a little strange about the woman being here by herself in the middle of the day. This is why I say she's, she's kind of a woman of, of, un, uh, of questionable character. And it may have to do with the fact that maybe she's not welcome to come fetch her water with all the respectable women 
who come during the day, in the morning and in the evening, I mean. So she has to come fetch this water when there's no one else around so that she doesn't have to deal with the whispering and the pointing and the tisking and the, and the wrinkled up lips. Mm-hmm. There she is. There's that girl. Mm. <laughs> so she doesn't have to deal with that. But Jesus immediately treats her like any other person. What a gift that is. You know, I, I, you're nothing special, but you're not the end of the world either. I just need a drink. Can I get a drink, please? He didn't say please. He ought to. Right, Mom? Right? <laughs> he ought to say please. But he says, just give me a drink. Acknowledging her humanity, treating her like just another person. What a gift that was. And she finds that a bit shocking. Why are you even talking to me, man? You know, what is this about? And he says, you know, we'll both get thirsty if we drink of this water, but I have, so, I have something for you. I have more than this life. Basically, he's saying, I know you. I know what you're going through. I know where you're coming from. And the first thing I want to say to you is there is something more for you than what you're experiencing today. There is more for you to have. There is a better life for you. You are worth more than you think you're worth today. You are worthy more than you think you are worthy. And I don't care what these other folks in the town are saying about you. You deserve better. You deserve the kind of life you can dream of. You deserve to treat yourself better and think of yourself better. And you deserve living water that wells up inside of you to eternal life. You deserve full and abundant life. Not this meager existence you're living now. Not this fodder and, 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 and gossip mill life you're living now. Not this being used by other men for their own purposes, life you're experiencing now. Which brings us to the next thing. She says, I want some of this water. She says, well, maybe you should go grab your husband and bring him back. I can see her now kind of him and hawing going, you know what, I, I, don't have, I don't have a husband. Keep this between you and me. I don't have a husband. He says, I know that. I know. We've had a lot of, we've had a lot of men. You get passed around a lot. You get used up. You get kicked out. Go again. The guy you're with now, I don't know that he's all that great for you either. I understand what you're saying. See, they got the, they got the reality. There's all of it, and tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. She was all excited to get on board with what Jesus has to do, but there's all this stuff she, want, she would want to hold back. All this stuff that she doesn't want to deal with that she hopes will just get remedied in the fix. You know, just take, getting taken care of somewhere along the way. But she doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to deal with it. She just wants to keep it to herself. I'm not, I, you know what, Jesus, I'm happy to engage on this level, but I don't think I want to deal with this level. Oh boy, that sounds like me all the way. There's all kinds of stuff. I had a lot of stuff I love talking to Jesus about. Very little of it has to do with my own shortcomings and foibles and bad choices and bad ideas. But for her to really see herself the way Jesus sees her, 
She has to name these things that are holding her back, that are dragging her down, that are making her feel like crap, that are telling her that she's not worthy and worthless, doesn't deserve better. We have to be honest and true about that before God. And that's kind of what Lent is really about. It's about taking that deep, hard look and saying, God, I've been holding this back here. I was hoping you didn't notice. (laughs) I was hoping you wouldn't ask about this. But I've been holding this back here. And I guess it's time we talked about it. I guess it's time I acknowledge this stuff. That even though I hear everything you're saying, I hang on to this thing. You know, looking for that right formula. God, I want, I keep thinking that if I just have the right job, I'll feel like I'm worth something. I'll feel like I'm a good provider. I feel like I'm, I'm worthy of you. Or if I just feel like if I, I get the, the right relationship going on, maybe someone else will make me feel better about myself. Oh boy, we fall into that trap all the time. Maybe someone else can give me the stuff I'm lacking. Maybe if I just have, you know, the right stuff, the right lifestyle. I need a new lifestyle. I need some kind of new way of living. Maybe, you know, whether it's money or, or you know, I need to join that wine club or something. I don't know what it is. But, you know, maybe if I, if I just keep looking for that thing that's going to make me feel fulfilled, filled up. And yet every time I try it, I end up empty again. Seems to be a pattern among humans. Jesus says you're looking everywhere but here. You're looking everywhere but here. Looking in all the wrong places. And you're not finding what you want. Jesus seems to be saying, I am offering you something that will fill you up to overflowing. But it can only be had in the presence of a spirit the Holy Spirit and truth can only be had when we are honest with ourselves, we, we are honest before God about what it is we're looking for. He says, drink of this water and it will fill you up. And there's something about that that impressed this woman. I know I know that God is revealing God's self through the Messiah. And Jesus does something He only does in John, and He only does it a few times. But Jesus takes, and the translation we have today doesn't translate this right. (laughs) Uh, he, He only does it a few times. He takes on the name of God. We were told in Exodus, when Moses asks, what's your name, God? God says, I am. And, so, and the, if we were reading this text this morning in Greek, what Jesus says to her inquiry about the Messiah is, I am. I am standing before you now. 
God is right here, right now. And what John wants us to see in that is that all that we can know of God is revealed to us in Christ. That what Jesus brings to her and to you and me is a deep and abiding, truth-finding, fulfilling, grace-filled, merciful, loving, deep-spirited relationship with God. All that God is right there before her and before And she immediately drops her jug and she runs back to town. The disciples are coming in. The disciples, like Nicodemus, are kind of clueless in this scenario. They're like, what the heck? What is he doing with this woman? Asking all those, they're tittering among themselves. And they come over and they say, you must be hungry. And Jesus says, I have, I have food already. I have already fed. And you know what? I totally relate to what Jesus is getting at here. This is the thing. The disciples don't know what he's talking about, but I think, I think I know what Jesus is talking about because I get to do some things. And I, and I think if you're, not, if you're not engaging people in this way, you're missing out. And, it, you know, and I don't mean to be... And this is what I mean. Is that I get to be a part every once in a while of seeing someone come out of darkness into light. I get to be a part of seeing someone who was dead but now is alive, was blind but now can see, was deaf but now can hear. Someone who is carrying a deep weight of guilt and shame, drop that weight and learn to fly. I get to see that once in a while because this is because I get to do this. I get to, we get to be here in church. I pray that you get to experience that once in a while too. And what Jesus just experienced was watching this woman go from being the dregs of society and outcast and low down and told that she's worthless to being lifted up and standing before God and the first woman in John who gets to know who Jesus really is, the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior of the universe, the one who is going to bring life and life to the full, the one who has living water filling us up to eternal life. Amen? She is the first one that gets to hear that. What an amazing transformation from here to up there. And Jesus is like, man, I could do this all day. (laughs) Man, there is nothing better than this. I don't need to eat. I don't need to drink. I just, this fills me up to overflowing. This feeds my soul. All the, I'm nourishing off of this incredible spiritual experience that I have gotten to share with this woman. Lord have mercy. That's what this community is about. Amen. It is about our capacity and our ability and our gift and our blessing to share these spiritual experiences with one another. My prayer that you experience these things here in the midst of this community that we together can be nourished off of the food that Jesus is talking about. Helping each other get through this journey of life. She doesn't need any more water. She drops her jug representing all of her weight and runs back to the town 
And that whole town comes out to get to know Jesus and experience what she was talking about. And everyone fed off of that. And it sustains them. The same way that that spirit, that, that truth, sustains us. My prayer today that as we open up this text, that what we hear from it is that, that God wants the fullest, most abundant life available to us. And I don't mean in material things. I mean in those things that really fulfill. And that we are here to help each other find our way at fulfillment. Amen? Let us pray. Our loving and gracious God, what a glorious gift it is to know your living water. But how much more a gift it is to share that living water with each other. When I am thirsty, someone else has water for me to drink. We are your hands and feet, and we thank you for that. Be with us as we walk this journey, not alone, but with you and with each other. In the name of Christ, we pray.